0: Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. Second Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Leave, leave it over and be. Let's talk some more. We'll ask some questions. Let's Let's this last, the first age verse 18, though. That number being in there, is, it, is there any more to be said about yeah. that? Uh, oh, yeah, I forgive give you. uh I presented to be a bit of any advantage? Well, no, I don't think so. I don't think it'd be worth the, the studying, but uh, now, I, I've enjoyed studying about it. Now, the this 13th chapter now talking about this beast that was uh, wounded you know the whole uh, all the commentators who are critical by critical I mean rational who don't believe in the miraculous or who believe in having the liberty to say well this this is not this is not so here this is taken from a myth They'll all tell you that um, the thirteenth chapter of Revelation comes from the tradition about Nero. Nero, his father, uh, oh, he was a terrible brute. For history's concern, Uh, he killed a man, his best friend. Uh, He gave him a gave him a glass of wine, he drank it, and and he filled it up again, told him drink it, have another drink. Because uh, he was taking nothing. Man wouldn't drink the second drink, uh, and Nero's daddy killed him. And, uh, one day, uh, he was driving down the Appian Way, and, uh, in his chat, had run over, uh, a little girl. And uh, just out of the mirror, wanted to see what had happened when he run over. And, uh, of course, when Nero was born, uh, his wife, uh, Grippiano, was just as mean and cruel as a woman as he was a man. That is, Nero's mother. But when Nero uh, was born, uh, uh, his dad said to her, he said, Why well, he won't ever be worth it. He said, Let's kill him. He said, Anybody that was born who had uh, uh, parents uh, like he was and like she was, uh, he didn't mount anything anyway and uh, he just proposed uh, to kill his own boy but they didn't but anyway uh, it wasn't long when he was three years old Nero was uh, adopted and uh, was raised uh, and the woman that adopted him was wanted to raise him right uh, but all uh, he she, all, best she could do was provide a dancer and a and a uh a, 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 a a uh, janitor, so to speak, by uh, hand uh, that looked after the place as tutors of the ball. Well, it wasn't long, though. That didn't last too long. And then when he, uh, uh, when they killed three or four more people, uh, Nero grew up. Uh, of course, they killed everybody in line to make, she wanted to make Nero king. And she killed, uh, his mother had everybody killed. It was in line or in it stood in a way of Nero becoming king. Well, when Nero, uh, just a youngster, of course he was married to a woman, um, as the custom was, uh, and one long till he had her put to death. And then he married his uh, um, girlfriend, and uh, one long till he uh, kicked her to death. and uh, so when when the uh, city burned, why, Nero was glad of it. Even if Nero didn't do it, he rejoiced in it because Nero liked, he was a builder. He liked to, uh, to build things. And for five years, while when he first ascended the throne, after they made him king, because uh, they had to kill everybody in his way, it wasn't long until nothing stood in the way from being king. But uh, he didn't want to be king. At first, he liked to paint, he liked to, uh, 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 who blocks and buildings and, and, and design things, architect. And he was a pretty, uh, history said he was a pretty fairy tale. And he got Seneca and Burrus, uh, uh, his mother did to tutor him to be a king. And they, Seneca and Burrus, were two of the greatest Romans of that time. And, uh, um, but and for five years they were doing the reigning while Nero was out painting and fiddling around, learning how uh, the art, architecture, and so on. And Rome had their best, actually the best years under Nero, the five years that he didn't try to do anything. But at the end of that five years, he came back boy and he pitched a hissy. He started he started a rampaging on murder and everything. And and after this, uh, after he, he'd take uh, Christians. And, uh, he had a big garden, and he would put pitch on them, have them dosed, or, you know, just die just completely covered, uh, saturated with pitch, and they lit them, put fires to them, and when they'd have a, a, a party, an evening's carousal, why, there was a great circle in his garden with killing Christians, burning them to death, see, making torches, human torches out of it. And uh some in order to have a different uh, uh have a little uh, variety, he took sacks put uh and, and put uh, put that over the uh put skins rather uh you know animal skins over these Christians and put them out there and six his hunting dogs after them. and uh, killed them that way and then he'd take there's something like a toe sack, put rocks in it, put the Christian in there, and then throw him in the river. Just to see, uh, to sink it, you know. And stuff like that. Well, uh, but the people of Rome, uh, after he turned and had Seneca murdered, his advisor, tutor, the one that had been ruling, and Burrus, after he had those two put to death, well then the Roman army, uh, began to get wise, and they started, uh, 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 rebellion against him. And, uh, and they, uh, of course he found out about it. And Nero, uh, escaped and committed suicide. And the, 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 the part that it has to do with this, what these Bible uh, commentators say, tell us that this 13th chapter of, uh, of, uh, first, uh, of Revelation is the, that Coming back to death uh, to life is Nero because the uh, tradition grew up that Nero wasn't dead. They never did. Uh, they uh, the masses in the in, in Rome never saw the body afterwards, and it was withheld. And only a few reckoned uh, knew that he was dead, and the, it spread everywhere that he wasn't dead. That he just fled. And they fled to Persia, Iran, where all this trouble is going on right now over there in Iran. Well, uh, after they found out that he was dead, they said, well, he'll, he'll come to life again. They just didn't believe that Nero was dead, you know, and they said, well, the ones that was still worshipping him believed in him, you see. And they brought this up, and then in the Sibylline Art, uh, Articles, a, uh, 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 apocalyptic literature, which was written, uh, between, uh, the time that John wrote, uh, b- before the fall of Jerusalem and the, uh, inner biblical period. There was many books written about, uh, uh, about the future and the hopes and dreams of the Jews. Uh, and like the book of Enoch and Barnabas and Maccabees and, and all of those books. Well, in the Sibylline articles, they taught that, uh, they made the direct statement that Nero would come to life again. And uh, uh, Barclay, William Barclay, Sweat, the other men of that name, says that, that uh, John is writing about Nero, that this beast here is Nero. And, uh, but... Uh, and they say the six, the number six, 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 is Nero uh, uh, in the in the Hebrew language. When his name is spelled in, in, in Hebrew, the Hebrew letters, uh, when their their numerical value is put out, they total up six, six, six. Six hundred and sixty-six. So uh, uh, now, all of the old commentators, uh that'll tell you that that's what the name—that it's the name of uh, Nero. Well, the scripture says the number is the number of man. That's that's one thing that leads you to believe that uh, that this person is a man. Now, I know men like uh, lad, uh, you. Got yeah, his book, and okay. a lad won't take uh, he he he'll believe half I said tonight about it because lad believes uh, I'm in the the twelfth chapter of, of Revelation, uh, and he don't believe that uh, that Revelation thirteen describes two, uh, two individuals, and uh, actually three Satan and the two beasts. But now, if the first beast is an empire. If it is, if it does represent a nation, authority, a power, a ruling element uh, in the background, somebody's got to be a spokesman for that country, for that nation. If it's a dictator, and that beast is so much the empire that he could say like Napoleon, you know, "I'm France," or uh, I, I, I'm, "I'm it," in other words. Uh, so, that's the reason why I say, I, I, actually I believe that, uh, that, uh, uh, I don't know what nation it'll be. The book tells you that, uh, that this fourth uh, kingdom, Daniel says that in the, the kings, that these ten horns represent ten kings. He says they are ten kings that shall arise. And Nebuchadnezzar's dream was, that in the days of these ten kings, see, talking about a stone coming out of the mountain, striking the image. It didn't strike him in the head. It didn't strike him in the shoulders, in the thighs, in the legs. It struck him in the feet, in the toes. Ten toes. In the days of these ten kings shall arise this little horn. Paul says that the, the Antichrist, the man of sin must, uh, come forth. Same man. Talking about the same man. The man that will, uh, will claim all of these authority, these powers, and claim to be worshipped, demand that he be worshipped, And so. So that, uh, but the, but the number of the, of the beast, I mean, that's the best way. Whoever it is, uh, I, uh, I, I see no, uh, sign, it's to be put either in the head or the hand, and uh, anyway, it, it, it'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be known, it'll be know him him, him, whatever yeah. it is. But you do think there's gonna be a one central kind of ruling figure the last time it's gonna kind of unleash a final fury? Yes, yes, I think, I, I think there'll be, uh, of course now they're gonna be, he's gonna have a lot of, he's gonna have a lot of helpers yeah right. yeah he's going to have a lot of because he'll uh, there'll be a a great number all over the world because this world is not affected it's not changed when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, people that think that he's going to uh flip a bomb and this ain't going poop and and we're in eternity. see that idea uh is uh comes from the angel. This great mighty strong angel that comes down from heaven, puts his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the earth, and says time shall be no more. See? And uh, uh, but it's a mistranslation. That's a wrong that's uh, a wrong uh, uh meaning, and very much so. It's not when time shall be no more, it's that delay shall be no more. In other words, these uh, these interludes, these events these events in history, they're not, uh, we've come to the end of them. And the Lord's not gonna delay. Uh, there's not gonna be much delay anymore. In other words, it's not gonna be, uh, putting off. In other words, it's still not out in the future. So it's gonna be right at hand. And, uh, uh so, uh, when, but we sing that song, you know, when the roll is called up there, uh, up yonder, and, uh, times will be more, what is it? Uh, uh, no, uh, when the trumpet of the Lord, yeah, when there. the of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more. See? Well, uh, there's no such thing as time not being any more. Eternity is nothing but a continuation of time. Well, it's just not end. Yeah, but but you can't separate time from eternity, other than as far as we know, it's time. It's just it just goes on. It's endless without end. Time. We think of denoting the time when this present order of things, uh, the earth as it now exists, when it's changed, then begins eternity. You know that's what that's when we think of eternity. But look back on that though, and play off, and you said it so. Uh, you know sometimes people had been told the truth; they might not feel. He said, me and I would a little me more about that. Now, what you... Chapter 12, verse 11? Yeah. And they overcame him yeah. by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and loved not their lives unto death. All right. Well, that's, uh, of course, that's a description of the overcome. See, this whole book, it started out in the letters... To the seven churches of Asia in addressing him to him that overcome it. There was a promise given. You know, we have seven uh, overcoming seven promises. And uh and here, and they that overcome, referring to uh God's people, uh how did they overcome? By the blood of the Lamb. Uh, and now here, by the word of their testimony.
1: Now, it wasn't
0: that the, the word of the testimony now uh, is put seemingly here on a parallel, apart with the blood of Christ. It, it doesn't. Uh, it does. The blood of Christ is the basis, is the ground uh, of uh, of why any battle, why anyone, even why Christ overcame uh, Satan. You see, uh, but the uh but the word of the testimony that's that's uh uh the church's voice that's what we stand for that'll be our confession that'll be our profession at that time and uh and and that's the way that uh uh and that's who you'll you'll know who's overcome by a man standing up in that day it won't be there won't be any uh it, it, be no possibility of uh, making a mistake or minding, dif- uh, distinguishing between God's people and, and false profession. Uh, brother, that'll, uh, that will solve that problem. Would you would you have in mind if a man is preaching and you know he's giving an invitation. If he gives an invitation based on this and you know, some of the invitation they do give, That kind of what you had in mind. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking about. There's something really to it, and that's right. uh, And we do need to be sincere. The time will tell. Absolutely, Uh, uh, absolutely. If a man's not willing, you see, uh, uh, a profession of Christ. You see these these rulers, uh, uh, Nero, and uh, of course, Domitian was the worst. uh, but they demanded that they say Caesar is Lord, you know. Whoever they were, and, and well, worthy master, and, uh, and all, used all sorts of titles. Your worship, your honor, may it please your honor, uh, and, and if his wife was with him, why, he had her incorporated in the address. And, uh, uh, well, all of that. He, he demanded that they recognize that he was Lord and God. That was on the coin. Caesar, Lord and God. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.